Peer Sisters, Chantelle and Annette. We're just two sisters wanting to brighten lives and share hope. As you listen to this podcast, we invite you to ponder on how God is making a difference in your life. We hope to share hope, we seek to help you seek, and we laugh to help you laugh. Let's find the light and let's share it. Our greatest desire is that as we share our light, you can see Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. Annette and I are so excited to finally be back together again. Yes. (laughs) We've been apart with all the different schedules of this first semester and by starting my doctorate program that it has had been harder to have our stars align of scheduling and we're so (laughs) glad to be able to record at the same time. So today we were talking about what we thought would be a good topic together to just discuss and felt like emotional health. What does it mean to be emotionally healthy would be a really good thing to talk about. So Annette, what are some things that you think are really cool about this topic or yeah, it's special? Um, so for me, um, a lot of the time, like, like just recently we ha- had, was in an Institute class and we started talking about emotional health and that's why it's been on my mind. But it was really interesting because growing up, I always thought emotional health was happiness. Like that's what I correlated with. It's like, oh, when I'm happy, I'm emotionally healthy. And it's um, from this class that I was like being taught in, it's not. And it was really cool to look back on my life and realize that a lot of the times I was actually was emotionally healthy. I was dealing with really serious, hard things, but being emotionally healthy, but I wasn't happy. So it was really like this really interesting because we really do want to be happy and be joyous and bubbly and all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, we really just want to be healthy. And so dealing with life situations and problems, I think it, I, for me, if I was to experience like a death in the family, I think the emotionally healthy, emotionally responsible, like responsible thing to do would be to mourn and be sad. If I were, was happy, happy and bubbly, that's probably not the healthiest thing for me to be. So it's really interesting how your situation will help you realize that you are emotionally healthy or you're showing the right emotion for different things. Does that make sense? Totally. I love that you said that, like different examples of times when you'll have different emotions and that they're all good and part of the emotionally healthy person. Like all there's, there's like the stigma, good emotions, bad emotions, but instead it's just like, they're all there. Emotions, like they're good. Um, So let's talk about your quote that you guys, that you loved that I just think is so good. I I love how it kind of puts it all into perspective of what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So I wish I could reference where it was from because I don't know, because it was just like on a bulletin and I like took a picture. And so this is what it says. Um, People who are emotionally healthy are in control of their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. They're able to cope with life's challenges. They can keep problems in perspective and bounce back from setbacks. They feel good about themselves and have good relationships. Being emotionally healthy doesn't mean you're happy all the time. It means you're aware of your emotions. You can deal with them, whether they're positive or negative. Emotionally healthy people still feel stress, anger, sadness, and et cetera, but they can manage their feelings in appropriate ways. I love that. Just like mic drop. I don't know. Yes. I just, I, 
I don't know. I was like, when I was growing up, um, I was a warrior. Like I was a worry wart. Like I worried about the littlest things. I'd worry about, will there be a pop quiz tomorrow in my art class? What? <laughs> you know? And it was really interesting to recognize that some of the stuff I was definitely unhealthy in. But in a lot of the things that I dealt with, I was very emotionally healthy. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of time we are more healthy than we think we are. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, <clears throat> this made me think of like what you're talking about kind of at the beginning to like, what is emotional health and what is it not? And I like how the quote explained, emotional health is being aware of what your emotions are and how to respond to them. And that, you know, and other great things about it too. And then like, it's not being happy all the time. So what it is and what it's not, it's not feeling just one emotion, but it's kind of allowing all the emotions. In fact, one of the best ways to like get through grieving or get through just any negative emotion really that you're like, I don't want to feel this right now. No, I don't have time for you feeling (laughs) of disappointment or feeling of not being enough or feeling of anything that's like besides like pure confidence and joy, right? Like peace, joy, confidence. We want to feel those all the time. But when you get those stormy emotions, the fastest way through it is to like allow, just like ease into it. Hello, mm-hmm. pain. Hello, grieving. Like, and it's not fun to feel it. Like, hello, sickness that I don't want to be sick right now. It's just like, just like when you get sick, you can ignore it, but then it'll make you take longer to be sick. Right. And so it's the same with those negative emotions, like, or just those emotions that are deemed as negative, but it's just like a part of your life. Like, hello, other emotion. Like, let's just feel you, let it happen. And then it's gone and it's gone. So it's nice. I love that. Um, it's, I love like, I love the idea of being okay, feeling emotions. It's really cool. Cause in the quote it talks about, um, to that emotionally healthy people feel good about themselves and also have healthy relationships with others. And so your emotions aren't supposed to detract from who you are and they're not supposed to tra- like, they're not supposed to be a, a weight on other people as well. Like your emotions are supposed to be the way that they are. Um, so a lot of the time when I'm feeling stressed, um, I have to be like, I accept that I am sad. And the reason why I'm sad is because um, I was late to my class and I wasn't able to take my test because my teacher wouldn't allow me to take the test because I was late. I'm sad because I like, because of that, that's okay for me to feel sad, but I don't need to like stress and worry and then feel bad about myself. And, Oh, Annette, why did you do this? Like, you're so awful. Like you should have went to bed earlier and you should have, but the emotionally healthy person would just feel sad and be like, okay, next time I'll just do better and I'll wake up earlier and I won't be late to my class. It's okay. Like, it's okay to feel other emotions besides happiness. I actually think it's healthy to feel that. And then also to allow others to feel the way they feel and accept that they feel that way is also so important with health, like dealing with emotional health. Yeah, I love that you said that. And just like, I love your example of bouncing back from a, a, you know, just like a, whew, this sounds like it was like a crazy week, you know, for you and late night and all the stuff going on. I was thinking like self-compassion is kind of part of letting yourself feel those emotions and just being like, wow, I am totally 
feeling worn out right now, or I feel really disappointed or whatever it is, like allowing yourself and being like, well, you know, talking to yourself the way in your head you would talk to a friend. And I think I loved what your quote said, like, when you have good emotional health, you have a good relationship with yourself and with others. And at first to me, I think I would think, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Like, wow, perfect relationships. I definitely don't qualify in the emotional health category then. You know what I mean? Like none of us have perfect, like deemed perfect relationships all around, I'd say, where it's like, we are just two peas in a pod with every single person you've ever met. You know what I mean? Like there's just, that doesn't happen. But I think emotions and emotional health helps you connect with other people because within your own self, you're connecting with the other emotions like oh wow that was a hard day man tough like you know just kind of like that inner support system and the same thing with other people like it's not like oh we're just always peaches and roses we go out and go ice blocking and crack up and we're having laughing contests and no flaws whatsoever we're just perfect relationship right but there's nothing like that like every relationship has disagreements things that you have differences between. And when you look at the relationship as a healthy one, it doesn't mean it's like all bubbly and just perfection and gold all the time. But I think it means like, oh, when one of us is experiencing these negative emotions, we're able to be like, wow, that's tough. Tell me about it. You know, how can I help you? And man, that sounds intense. Like you just kind of having that same bond and it helps you build a closer relationship. Like those, those hard emotions and hard experiences are what build your relationship with God, with others, and with yourself. Yeah, I love that. It makes me think of Jesus Christ when um, Lazarus died. Um, Before he went and raised him from the dead, he wept. He wept with his friends who were sad that he had died. Yes. That is like such a a great example of emotional well-being and emotional health. He saw that his friends who were having this hard time and feeling these sad emotions, he felt what they felt. And then he was able to come up with a solution. And a lot of time we can't come up with a solution by ourselves for sure. But the best way to, to, I don't know, become emotionally healthy is to, okay, this is how I feel. And because of the way I feel, I need to figure out how I can move forward, not past the emotion, but forward in the emotion. Because, like, I think everything can, um, like, I hate, like, a lot of times, it probably sounds like I'm trying to say, like, oh, you have to move forward to happiness. No, I'm saying you need to move forward to where you feel good about the situation, not feel good about, oh, it's happy and joyous. Oh, like, if your dog died, I'm so happy my dog died now because I moved past it. You can still feel sad that your dog died, but you moved forward. And so I feel like that, like, Jesus Christ and being mm-hmm. like, that is so sad. But then he came up with a solution. It just was, I don't know. That's Yeah, that is so good. And I love that example of like his love and support as his first response mm-hmm. before just like jumping in and fixing it. Um, we don't have a lot of time today, but I wanted to give a heads up to a question we can answer in our next podcast. So... <laughs> that you can be excited about it. And also um, I want to talk about maybe something you can apply and practice this week to be ready to then apply the next thing the next week. <laughs> so here comes the exciting question to be, to be ready for. So um, somebody asked, 
well, their greatest, their greatest life wish that they said, and they were wondering like how to reach this is to have a feeling of fulfillment in church, family, work, and friends. And the struggle that she was wanting to be coached on was fear of not knowing how to deal, well, fear as well as not knowing how to deal with her husband's lack of motivation. So to make this kind of real, I know this is a big deal for a lot of women, whether it's uh, my husband comes home, never helps with the kids, never helps with food or the dishes or anything, just plops on the couch and watches TV or plays video games. And that sounds really tough, right? Like, what do I do? If I'm married to that guy <laughs> and what's in that situation, what do I do? Or maybe it's like, so we'll try to just talk about that. Or maybe we're like, wow, I'm going to the gym every day and feeling great. And I just wish my husband would too, but he likes to eat five bowls of ice cream and then sit on the couch and that's it. Like nothing else. Right. So like whatever it is that, or maybe in your relationship, it's a significant other person or, or a friend, but you can personalize this. We'll talk more about that next week. And to practice this week, um, I just wanted to talk about, uh, I thought Annette, you could also share something too. <laughs> if there's one thing that could be good to help practice for emotional health this week, to remember what it means and how to practice it. Do you have any um, suggestions? I like what you wrote here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you just identify that you're a child of God. And I feel like it kind of talked about just moving forward in your emotions. Um, I love the idea of like faith and how it's never stagnant. Like it's never just the same. It's, it's move, like it's, moving forward or digressing and you have to decide what you're going to do every day to move forward. And so I feel like moving forward in your emotions, that doesn't mean you have to be happy. You don't have to move forward to happiness. Like it has the best thing to do. Like everybody wants to be happy, but just to move forward with the hard thing that you're facing. Yeah. That's basically what I'd say. I love that. Thanks for sharing. And I was thinking too, like, what does it mean? I liked um, my husband, Eric's, analogy of the mind being like a garden and the more time you spend in the garden, you more, you realize what's in it. Right. So, um, I wouldn't say spend all of your time in the garden of your mind because it's hard to move forward when you have so much going on. I mean, it's hard to move forward when you're just thinking about your thoughts all the time, <laughs> but, um, just to put it simply, I'd say spend a little bit of time in the garden of your mind every day, just being aware of what kind of emotions you are feeling. And that's the first step to a good emotional health is just being totally aware of what is going on in there. And then from there, you can choose what thoughts you want to keep that are influencing your emotions. So coming up next week or very soon, we could also talk about what are thoughts, where do they come from? Like, we just all have them, but where did our thoughts even originate from? So we could tie that into dealing with your garden of emotions and thoughts and your husband's lack of motivation <laughs> or anything else that you can apply this to because it really applies to just about everything. But thanks so much for joining us today and we will 
See you next time. Thank you for joining us on The Blonde and the Redhead. We hope you have a wonderful day and ultimately a wonderful life. Keep the faith and remember Christ has got your back. If you loved this podcast as much as we loved recording it, please find us on social media or on our websites, inspirehigherlifecoaching.com and annettepierce5.wixsite.com slash called for a lifetime. We love to hear from our viewers. Have a marvelous day.